0: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Christ Church. You know, today in the United States is Mother's Day. Wouldn't it, isn't it appropriate that I'm be preaching and teaching on uh, commandment number five? Commandment number five, and that is to honor your father and mother. Well, today uh, I want to read to you a, an email that I received uh, back in 2001, 20 years ago from my mom. I still have it. Uh, The subject is be prepared, be prepared. She writes, When I'm an old lady, I'll live with each kid and make them so happy just as they did. I want to pay back all the joy they provided. Returning each deed, oh, they'll be so excited. I'll write on their walls with reds, whites, and blues and bounce on their furniture wearing my shoes. I'll drink from the carton and then leave it out. I'll stuff all their toilets, and oh, how they'll shout. When they're on the phone and just out of reach, I'll get into things like sugar and bleach. Oh, they'll snap their fingers and shake their head, and when that is done, I'll hide under their bed. When they cook dinner and call me to eat, I'll not eat green beans or salad, just meat. I'll gag on my okra, spill milk on their table, and when they get angry, I'll run, if I'm able. I'll sit close to the TV, and through the channels I'll click. I'll cross both my eyes to see if they'll stick. I'll take off my socks and throw one away, and play in the mud till the end of the day. And later in bed, I'll lay back and sigh, and thank God in prayer, and then close my eyes. My kids will look down with a smile, slowly creeping, and say with a groan, she's so sweet when she's sleeping. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Our scripture today is from Exodus chapter 20, beginning in verse 12. Exodus 20, verse 12. It says this, Honor your father and mother that you may have a long, good life, in the land your Lord, your God will give you. The Lord your God will give you. Let's do it again. It says, honor your father and mother that you may have a long good life in the land the Lord your God will give you. One of the things I want you to notice about this passage right here is that there is no time limit on this. You recognize it didn't say children honor your father and mother, right? Didn't say that. It says honor your father and mother. It's not Just for kids. You may may be 80 and your parents are 100. Doesn't matter. Your job is to honor your father and mother. So what is the purpose behind this commandment? Let's talk about that very quickly. The purpose, God's purpose behind the commandment. You know, one of the reasons God gave this commandment is to remind you and me, this right here, and that parents are not perfect. You write that in? Parents are not perfect perfect every one of us needs to be reminded of that for parents are not perfect you know every one of us have our faults we have our failures we have our inconsistencies we make mistakes you know uh, imperfect people like you and me we don't become perfect the moment we become parents it just doesn't happen like that the only perfect parent that we have is God he's the only one and he's our heavenly father You know, even the very best parents uh, make mistakes and sin. You know, a few years ago, there was a picture on Facebook that went viral, went absolutely viral. It is this picture right here. Someone was passing through the Denver airport, saw this woman on her telephone with her child on a blanket on the floor. They snapped this picture, put it on Facebook. It went absolutely crazy. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people began uh, shaming this mom for being on the phone while her child was on the floor. The problem is uh, they didn't know the whole story. You see, while all these social media busybodies were piling on to this mom, uh, shaming her, what they didn't know is that this mom and her two-month-old year daughter had been stuck in the Denver airport for more than 20 hours while flight after flight after flight was canceled. What they didn't know is that this child had been in uh, the the carrier uh, for much of that time or in mom's arm for the rest of the time, and after so long, mom decided, well, first of all, this kid needs to move. Uh, being in my arms or being in, this, in the carrier, uh, the kid just simply needs to move, so she put a blanket down on the floor and I'll let the daughter uh, move around a bit but what also you don't know is the reason why she was on the phone is she's trying to rebook another flight so that she and her daughter could get home. You know picture is a whole lot different when you know the true story behind it. You know still none of us have perfect parents and neither you nor I are perfect parents either. You know, we can be buti- brutally honest folks and and that is this. There are some parents who are in fact unworthy of honor. They just are. They're unworthy of honor. They were abusive or manipulative or neglectful. And if this describes your home situation or how you grew up, I'm very sorry for your pain. And if this is the case, you may be asking, well, what is God asking me to do? Just put on a happy face, pretend none of this, none of the pain existed, and just go on with it? Well, n- no, that's not what he's saying. He is telling you to honor your mother and your father. But what he's telling us is that even in a painful situation, you can honor the position of parenthood. You're honoring the position and not the personality behind it. You can honor your father and your mother through the position of parenthood. So what's the purpose behind the commandment? God wants you to honor your father and mother, the position of parenthood, regardless of the personality behind it. But that's not all. The commandment also teaches us this. It teaches us respect for authority. Respect for authority. Respect for authority. You know, this is a critical lesson that every single one of us need to know uh, from the time that we're children. You know, uh, understanding this right here, this respect for authority, actually has an impact on how you're going to perform in your life, whether it's in school, whether it's in your uh, friendship relationships, whether it's in uh, a parenting relationship, or whether it's uh, with your employer. Respect for authority is a critical lesson that everyone needs to know. I mean, if you grow up with the, uh, with the understanding, nobody tells me what to do, let me tell you, you're going to have a hard time keeping a job. You're going to have a hard time actually making some friends if you don't know how to respect authority. Now, don't raise your hand. I'm not even asking you to admit it, but uh, how many of you have ever appeared before a judge in a courtroom? You know, if you have, you probably said, your honor. You addressed the judge as your honor. Now, let me tell you, you're not making a character judgment about the person sitting behind the bench. When you say your honor, you're not making a character judgment. What you're doing is honoring the position that the judge occupies. You know, the fact of the matter is, the judge may be a jerk. But when you say your honor, you are honoring the position that the judge occupies, that the judge has. So we are in in very much need of understanding authority and learning how to respect it. Here's number three, God's purpose behind the uh, commandment, and that is the way you interact with your parents is often evident in your other relationships. The way you interact with your parents is often seen And the other relationships that you have, what am I talking about? You know, the relationship you have with your parents is a forming factor in your life. Your style of relating is learned at home. It's learned at home. You know, even today as a grown-up, when you are acting in ways that maybe you don't fully understand, it may very well be because you're still reacting to your parents, to the way they raised you. Many marriages have been ruined because a spouse never has uh, resolved a, a relationship with his or her uh, mom and, or father. And it comes out in the relationship that you have with your spouse, with your children. This is what happens. You see, in many cases, the way that you... have. Uh, been relating to your parents comes out in other relationships so here's the question how do I honor my parents how do I do it how can I honor them in a way that is is godly and right well you know this commandment is applied differently in the various stages of your life we're gonna look at three of them right now here it is number one as a child I am to honor my parents by obeying and respecting them, by obeying and respecting them. As a child, I'm to honor my parents by obeying and respecting them. Matter of fact, let's take a look over in the book of Ephesians chapter six verse one. It says this: "Children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them. How? In what? Authority over you. It's the right thing to do because God has placed your parents in authority over you. Very important. Now, what does the word obey mean? Well, obey, it it means the willful, pleasant, and immediate response to your parents. Do what they say uh, willingly, respectfully, and immediately. You know, the Bible teaches us that as long as you're under your parents' roof, As long as you put your feet under their table, you know, you are to obey them. That's just the way it is. You know, since you're dependent on your parents for food, for clothing, for shelter, uh, for insurance, health insurance, car insurance, maybe, they have the right to call the shots. Do you hear me? They have the right to call the shots in your life. Now, when you're out on your own, it's a different story. But as long as they're providing for you, they have the right to call the shots as long as you're dependent upon them. That's what the Bible teaches us. So as a, as a child, I need to re- obey and respect them. Now, as a teen and young adult, I honor my parents, how? By accepting and appreciating them. As a teen and young adult, I'm to honor my parents by accepting and appreciating them. You know, the older you get, uh, you start seeing the faults of your parents. You start seeing their uh, their faults, their hangups, their habits, uh, and uh, it becomes important that you accept them in spite of their weaknesses. Because every last one of us has those weaknesses. We just do. You know, you might ask, you know, why in the world should I accept my parents? You say, well, I didn't have a choice at it, right? Well, let me tell you something, folks. They didn't have a choice with you either. That's the deal. Guess what? They didn't have a choice either. You're kind of stuck with each other. That's why acceptance is vital. Now, listen, it doesn't mean, acceptance does not mean pretending that your parents are perfect. It doesn't mean ignoring all of their mistakes. It doesn't mean agreeing with everything they did or agreeing with all they ask you to do. But what does acceptance mean? Acceptance means that you're recognizing that God used them to bring me into the world. That's acceptance. You are recognizing that God used them, your parents, to bring you into the world proverbs 23 look what it says listen to your father who gave you life and do not forget your mother listen to your father who gave you life and do not forget your mother you know god used your parents to bring you into the world now your parents may have been excellent they may have been mediocre or they may have been just flat out poor But regardless of their parenting skills they used on you growing up, they gave you something that nobody else in the world could do. They gave you life. And I will say that you owe them your life because they have given you something nobody else could give you. Regardless of the parenting skills they used, God used them to bring you into the world. Here's uh, another uh, thing acceptance means. Acceptance means listening to what they have to say. Listening to what they have to say. That's what acceptance means. You know, when you're out on your own, you're not bound by their advice. You're not bound by their advice when you're out on your own. But listen, that does not mean that you simply dismiss it out out of hand. You don't despise it. When they give you advice, even as a teen or a, a young adult, you can disagree without being disagreeable. You can give them the courtesy of listening to them, evaluating what they have to say, and then moving forward. That's part of acceptance. But here's something else that acceptance includes. You know what it includes? What's this word right here? Forgiveness, right? Acceptance includes forgiveness you know the fact is that you and i often hurt the ones we love the most intentionally or unintentionally if you live with somebody uh, any kind of length of time you're going to hurt the people that are around you even when they are families i will say this this is what we have learned in our own family in the spate family but uh, Family is built on forgiveness. The building block of a family is forgiveness. The reason why is because every last one of us is going to hurt the other. We're all going to hurt each other from time to time. That's the way it is. So forgiveness is also one of the ways we accept our family and our parents. Okay. Okay. You know, today, I got to just tell you, you know, it is far more uh, popular to, uh, to sit on a couch and blame your parents for anything and everything that happens to be wrong with you. You know, uh, but God tells us very clearly. Matter of fact, look here in Proverbs 20:20, If you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in the dark. Oh, my goodness. Listen to that. If you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in the dark. You know, why is that? I will tell you why it is. Because bitterness is self-destructive. It always is, and it always has been. Whether it's, whether it's uh, bitterness between you and your parents or between you and a friend, bitterness is always self-destructive. It always hurts you more than the uh, person that you're bitter against. You know, even today... If you are holding bitterness uh, to your parents and you're an adult and you're holding bitterness against your parents, you know what you're allowing them to do? You're allowing them to control your life, even as an adult when you're not even living there. You allow them to control you with bitterness. You know, even when you say something like this, you know what? You make me mad. Do you know what you've just admitted? That the person who makes you mad, the person who is, who is uh, that you're mad at, is controlling you. When you say, you make me mad, you're, you're admitting that that person is controlling you. Bitterness is always, 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 and always has been self-destructive. You know, I'm to accept my parents and not despise them. Listen to what they have to say. Offer forgiveness. The fact is, folks, that, that God gave you your parents for a purpose. Even for even those who were mistreated severely growing up. Does God want you to honor their sins and their faults and their failures? No. But he is asking you to honor the position of parenthood. And to recognize that God used them to do something that nobody else could do. And that is to bring you into the world. Matter of fact, Deuteronomy 26.11 says this. Be grateful for the good things that the Lord your God has given you and your family. Be grateful. Be grateful. So I'm not only to accept my parents for the good and the bad, but I'm to appreciate them as well. And how do we do that? How do we appreciate our parents? Well, I've got two things here. Uh, First of all, we are to appreciate their effort. Yeah, we can appreciate them by appreciating their effort. You know, there is no doubt about it, but parenting is not easy. You know, I'm sure I can get an amen. I can get a witness here, right? Parenting is not easy. It's hard. It's difficult. Uh, it's a demanding uh, job. It is draining on your energy. You know, I mean, have you ever considered how much easier your parents' life would be if they hadn't had you? How much, how, how, uh, how much easier their life would be? I mean, when was the last time that you thanked your parents for what they have done for you? For, for their effort, didn't say it was a good effort, I said it for their effort in raising you. All right, here's something else. You can appreciate their sacrifice, not only their effort, but also their sacrifice. You can appreciate the sacrifice that your parents made. You know, I, I, here's something that amazes me all the time. Parenting is expensive. Parenting is expensive. In fact, I I was just doing a a little bit of Google work uh, and uh, looked up what does it take to raise a child? How much money does it take to raise a child from birth to the age 18? And it was just under a quarter of a million dollars. Just under a quarter of a million dollars is what it takes to raise a child from birth to age 18. Now, look, this doesn't include college. Doesn't even include college. You know, parenting is expensive, and many parents have made tremendous sacrifices uh, for for their child to grow up. You know, somebody said a parent is somebody who carries pictures in their wallet where their money used to be. Parents carry pictures in their wallets where their money used to be. You know, when a couple chooses to have a kid, they're choosing to do without some other things. And so we should appreciate the sacrifice that they have made. In fact, Proverbs 23, look what it says here. When your mother is old, show her your appreciation. Well, you know, that you, you say, why not do it when you're young? Well, wait a minute, you know, yeah, the older you get, the older your mom is getting. So, you know, when you're old enough to be able to understand it, then you need to begin showing your mom some appreciation. Here's the last one. You know, as an adult, I am to honor my parents by affirming and then not abandoning them. By affirming and not abandoning your parents. You know, for many parents growing older, the older they get, the less respect they get. All of their affirming friends begin to die off, and they are no longer wanted in the marketplace for their skills and their wisdom, and their grown children are busy raising their own families. It's just the way it is but your parents have a, a great need and a desperate need to be affirmed and wanted and needed. And God says he wants you to affirm your parents for the rest of your life as long as you are alive. You are to affirm them and, and not abandon them. How do you do it? You affirm them by, by being in touch with them. Folks, today is Mother's Day. If your mom's alive, call your mom. They, they want, she wants to hear from you. or Your parents, both your parents, they want to hear from you. They want to know how you're doing. They want to know how their grandchildren are doing. They want to know what's going on in your life. Affirm them. Share the details of your life with them. Hold them in high esteem. Proverbs 327, message translation, says it this way. Never walk away from someone who deserves your help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. Never walk away from somebody like your parents who deserves your help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. You know, do the right thing. While you've got the time to do it, in other words. Affirm your parents now. Let me tell you, you know, when your parents die, you can fill the church up with flowers. Fill it up with flowers. But you know what? Those flowers are not for their benefit. They're for yours. If you want to give your parents flowers, don't wait to the funeral. Do it now. Give your mom and dad something now. Honor them now. Don't wait to the funeral. Do it now. The Bible says that the way you treat your uh, older elderly parents is a demonstration of your faith in God. Hear that? The way that you treat your parents now is, is an indication of your faith in God. In fact, boy, listen to this. This is what Paul had to say to his friend Timothy. He said this, everyone should take care of their own people. Most important, they should take care of their own family. If they do not do that, then they do not accept what we believe. Listen, they are worse than someone who does not even believe in God. Boy, that's some strong language, isn't it? They are worse than someone who doesn't even believe in God. Who are these people? They're the ones who are not taking care of their family. Pretty strong. God says, remember, honor your parents. Here's another one, Uh, 1 Timothy 5.4. These should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by how? How do we do it? By caring for their own family, and so what? Repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. Now, he's not talking about repaying them monetarily. He's talking about repaying them With respect, with affirmation, not abandoning your parents, treating them with love. You know, it's interesting to me that when Jesus was on the cross, one of the last seven things he said while he was hanging there on the cross is to take care of, told John, take care of my mom. Isn't that something? He had the presence of mind when he was hanging on the cross to tell John to take care of his mom. Not even in all the pain that he was experiencing did he forget about his mom. It just says something about the character of Jesus, I think. And so now, I want to give a word to you parents, and I speak it to me too, and that is this, if you want to be honored, you must be honorable. Parents, listen to me. If you want to be honored, you need to be honorable. Here's what uh, Paul had to say in Ephesians. He said, and now a word to you parents, don't keep on scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Rather, bring them up with, look at this, I want you to circle this. If you've got your notes, circle this. Bring them up with what? Loving discipline. Bring them up with what? Loving discipline. The Lord himself approves with suggestions and godly advice. Make sure you circle that. Bring them up with loving discipline. Paul is saying, look, Don't drive your kids crazy. Don't drive them nuts by being unpleasable. Don't drive them crazy by being uh, unable to be pleased. Here's another thing. Don't try to make your kids another you. Let me tell you, one you is enough. One you is plenty. God's looking for an individual here. Don't make your kid another you. One is enough. We need individuals. And as Christian parents, I hope you recognize that your number one goal in life should be that that your kid knows Jesus when when he or she is old enough to understand. This is something you ought to be praying for. It's something you ought to be working toward. It ought to be an understood goal in your life. If you are a follower of Jesus then the number one goal for your kid should be that that child know Jesus as early as they are able to understand. Now, I need to wind this down to say this. I know that this is a painful message for some people. It's, It's easy to honor your parents when they're good, godly people. But when they're not, honoring them It's very hard and I know that for some of you, your parents have hurt you deeply and your life has been devastated by it but I want you to know that the Bible says that there will be severe judgment for those who have uh, abused, mistreated, neglected, molested and all these kinds of things for children. In fact, Jesus said anybody that offends one of these little ones is better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown into the bottom of the ocean. Folks, parenting is serious business. It is serious business. So what does God expect you to do? How do you you honor a parent who has been dishonorable to you? Well, God's not asking you to gloss over it. He's not asking you to deny the pain. He's not asking you to make excuses for your parents about their, the way they treated you or their habits or hurts and hang-ups. God doesn't want you to fake it. He doesn't want to just put a smile on your face and pretend that nothing ever happened. In fact, you've got to work through that pain, and here's the deal. You know, the truth is that many of you still are likely to have some unfinished business with your parents. That there are issues that are still unresolved. And I would say that one of the things that you need to do, if your parents are alive, one or both, is the, the time has come for you to have a conversation. And say, you know, mom or dad or both, I, uh, I want to be free to honor you and give you the respect that you deserve. But before I can do that, I need to talk through whatever the issue is. I, I want to honor you the way God wants me to honor you and I need to be set free to do it, but I can't until we talk about whatever it is. Now, I know that there are those of you who, who are still have that unfinished business, but yet you, your parents are not here. They uh, have passed on. And to you, I would say that you really need to cling even greater your heavenly father who will never leave you or forsake you or abandon you you need to hold on tight that you do have a heavenly father who is an um, who loves you more than you could ever begin to think or imagine and you may ask this question How can I forgive my parents when one or both of them have abandoned me? And I know that this is very difficult. But I want you to be reminded of one thing that God says. Jesus said this, my father and mother may abandon me. But the Lord will take care of me run to the one who loves you beyond anything that you could ever begin to think or imagine. And as I said, I know that the message may be painful for some of you, but I also know that there is healing in this. God gave us this commandment. He gave you this commandment in order to bring healing into your life. find that healing by looking to the one who is our healer, by looking to the one who has thrown out his arms and embraces you and says, welcome to the family. Let's join our hearts together as we pray. You know, God, there, this has been a difficult message for some. And if this is difficult, I ask that you pray this prayer after me. God, help me let go of the hurt and bitterness. Help me to forgive Help me to begin to accept and appreciate and affirm the good parts of my parents. Help me to forge a new positive relationship if possible. And I wanna be a part of your family. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have loved me unconditionally and that you've made me for a purpose and that you will never reject me. You've accepted me and today, I accept you, and I accept your Son, Jesus Christ, into my life. I want to be a part of your family for eternity. And I pray all this in the holy and matchless and precious name of Jesus. Amen.